if two people see a, a pretty stone and one wants it and the other wants it, uh, you have possible theft right there. Not necessarily. Usually, just the stronger person takes it. Correct. Well, that's not really that theft. A, why not? Because there's only one stone and there are two people. So whoever is the stronger takes the stone, and that's the natural form of that. that and well, how does that apply to the present? What because if a, when that person, if a, theft, uh, if a robber who's stronger than me fights with me and takes my wallet, does that give him the right to, to my wallet because he's stronger? I don't know whether it gives him the right, but it gives him the wallet. Well, if he has the wallet, so does he is, then have the right to it? I mean, as I say, his possession, if he has it, is it then is no law broken because it's his. No, no, no. There are all sorts of laws broken, but I'm saying that the, once you get rid of the idea of property, everything that exists here merely exists here, and it goes on. I mean, once the stronger man takes the stone, when the stronger man falters, grows old, the stone will be taken by someone else. The stone still, however, exists. We know that gold is valuable. It has certain properties that make it relatively useful, but ultimately its value is based on how little of it there is. But I'm not talking about that. That, that to me, has a certain logic to it. I'm talking about the irrational value that someone puts on something just because one puts it on something. One values something more than something else, and I, I don't know whether that can be regulated or determined. You're, you're speaking of sentimental value not to something that is immediately perceivable by someone else uh, uh, in a, uh, an average crowd of five people. If, uh, if you had five people in a room and you said, point your finger at the most valuable thing on the table, and there were five things, each of which had what we might consider to be sentimental value, there would be no common agreement. Mm. A letter, a photograph, a flower, four toothpicks in a, in a, in a jar a shell from the seashore, a child's toy drum, a piece of broken glass, a nose flute, a piece of acoustical tile broken from the ceiling of a great uh, cathedral. How could you bring people to a room in which these objects were, were placed? Who would then determine the relative value of these objects uh, whose value obviously is only sentimental? It would be difficult and near to impossible. The act of, of carefully, you know, soaking a couple of rags with um, turpentine and placing them underneath, um, for instance, the sink in, uh, in his kitchen and then putting beside those rags the uh, can of turpentine itself open and having there some paint cans and then in his presence lighting a cigarette in the kitchen and saying, well, let's go out for a walk and taking that cigarette and putting it into a box of matches, knowing that the cigarette is still a light, and uh, letting having the lighted end on the wooden end of the matches as opposed to on the phosphoric end, and closing that up and just dropping it underneath the sink and, and walking out after him and putting your arm around his shoulders and walking away from the house and turning when you were 
perhaps a half a mile away and seeing the beginning of the, uh, the smoke and the flames as it broke out and running back and realizing that you couldn't get back into the house because of the heat of the smoke and the, and, and the force of the flames and watching the house go up right in front of you and, and standing there and comforting him and knowing. There is something beautiful about a, a building burning down. There is a certain beautiful terror in, in giant flames watching a, a, a well-built building of timbers uh, collapse in on itself, uh, watching sparks fly up in the sky. Uh, when you get very close to a big fire, the, the heat of it, the light of it, the eerie shadows that it throws on you, it brings us back to that ancient worship and awe of fire as an element all of, of itself. And uh, there is something. Anyone who stared into a fireplace in the night has that sense of magic uh, that a fire uh, uh, creates. So there is a certain terrible beauty in, in, in large fires. And uh, anyone who's watched one, I think, can relate to it, Al although this does in no way justifies destroying property. You are destroying property, but at the same time, you are creating a certain magical, uh, special environment. sit in a, a cinema to watch a film because a bomb can go off. Uh, you cannot get into a bus uh, because a, uh, a Molotov cocktail will be thrown through the window and cars explode when their ignition is turned on. Uh, letters turn into uh, screaming instruments of death and explode in front of you when you open them in the morning. Um, there is nothing now that cannot be booby-trapped in some way or another uh, with explosive devices or um, cups of coffee that contain sulfuric acid, um, razor blades that are placed inside um, juicy, uh, delicious plum tomatoes so that as you bite into them they slice through your gums and uh, the mere act, for instance, of uh, picking up a, um, a cigarette and smoking it only to discover that um, you suck out a small pincer thing that will thrust itself down into its, your throat and then enlarge immediately by the saliva in your throat, thus forcing you into a position of being strangled to death. The um, binoculars that you pick up and uh, at a, a horse race, and as you watch the races, um, huge spikes thrust out from the eyepieces and um, crush your eyeballs. And um, this is merely one of many forms of um, constant um, aggravation that is uh, created by uh, this constant... Um, plethora of, of personal weaponry that is being used against all of us all the time. The, uh, the exploding boiled egg, the, um, the pillow that um, as you lie down upon it closes itself about you, smothering you in the middle of the night. The fact that um, almost at any given time um, as you step into any room uh, the door will lock behind you and it will not reopen and gases will um, emit from something as simple as a light bulb that suddenly starts steaming above your head. The fact that whenever you reach into a refrigerator, there is something inside that will suck you in and, uh, and you will be closed within the refrigerator, which is then immediately vacuum emptied. And uh, when they find you, you're merely a smear on the, uh, the walls of the refrigerator and almost nothing is left of you desiccating compounds that when taken in a cup of tea will um, cause you to dehydrate within a matter of minutes, uh, leaving you just a pile of dried skin in your uh, chair. 
socks that um, uh, become flesh-eating compounds once uh, combined with the sweat of your foot so that uh, you find yourself being eaten alive from the toes upwards. And of course there's always um, the cough medicine that uh, raises um, blood pressure to the point that uh, first of all the, um, the small veins in the eyes uh, burst and then gradually throughout the entire body, um, the body, uh, every orifice starts to bleed and, uh, and eventually you hemorrhage to death. And, uh, <coughs> yes. We live in a gray area. We live in an area that is neither on the verge of hell nor on the steps, on the lower steps of, uh, of heaven. We live in an earthly purgatory where, where even to define the ideas which tantalize us takes more, more mental equipment than we have been uh, provided with. We go around and around in circles when we try to analyze uh, those forces which influence us and in our life on earth. And we get more confused when we try to determine uh, values that don't have to do with uh, our personal day-to-day -day existence. Those kinds of ideas with which intellectuals uh, prefer to entertain. They're merely uh, confusing influences in a life uh, which is difficult to understand even on the most uh, clear-cut and, and base level. Uh, the farmer who tills the soil, who tries to plant and reap, this is a difficult life already. I mean, you have rain, you have uh, the natural influences which uh, control uh, the success or failure of your venture. But to try to deal with banks who lend you money and companies which sell you equipment and, uh, and industry which provides you with seed. And, and all of a sudden, life becomes almost unbearably complicated. We are sitting here now entertaining the possibility that we are all criminals. Well, of course we're all criminals. We're all saints. We're all heroes. We're all blackguards and we're all uh, devils. It is for us to try to fight through the confusion and see if possible, if we can possibly see it, if our eyes are not totally glazed, if we are not totally jaded, to see the little gleam of light at the end of an incredibly twisting and turning and dark tunnel. I'm reminded uh, of, of a question that has been asked me. What is the antidote? How do we help ourselves? How do we crawl out of this, uh, this gutter, this sewer, this depression, uh, this uh, mood of dejection and uh, the anticipation of total destruction which we face? 